What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Dissect That Film podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brett Parker, and joining me, as always, is DNA Gaming, consisting of Dan and Angela. Yes, I'm going to say your real name this today. Yes, yes. I have a name. She- oi, oi. <laughs> oi, oi. I'll see, I'll see, I'll see. Yeah, sure. Get out of here. <laughs> this is a podcast we do once a week where we dissect our favorite films, film franchises, and soon-to-be TV. Today is the beginning of Spooktober, where each week we will be reviewing each of our favorite Spooktober movies. This week is our man Dan's choice. The 1985 classic, well, let's say cult classic, George A. Romero's Day of the Dead, the third of the Of the Dead trilogy, released July 19th, 1985. Budgeted at $3.5 million estimated, grossed $5 million. The lowest grossing of the dead movies George A. Romero ever released. It would also be the last of the dead movie that would be released until 2007. It's a bit of a gap. When George A. Romero directed Diary of the Dead. Now, Dan, this is. he He did Land of the Dead as well. Oh, really? Pretty sure. Oh, I read that he had that this was like the last of the dead movies until Diary of the Dead. But you could, <laughs> you could, you could be right. I'll double check. I'll I'll, che- I'll let me check. Well, it says, yeah, no, it says Land of the Dead, which came out in 2005. Yep. So why would that? Ah, that's weird. Well, My apologies, maybe they don't audience. Consider, maybe they don't consider Land of the Dead part of the of the, actual, the dead. Yeah, because you know he did Diary of the Dead, and then he did I think Survival was the last one he did dead film he did before he passed away. And of course, as all George A. Romero zombie movies would would be remade many times, uh, Neither the Living Dead, which was the first George A. Romero film uh, back in 1968, uh, was remade later in 1990 uh, by Tom Savini, a a big time uh, special effects makeup artist. And then we had Dawn of the Dead, which came out in 1978, which would later be remade by Zack Snyder in 2004, which as much as Dan is is in anguish right now, is my favorite of the remakes of the of the dead movies. Uh, and then we had Day of the Dead, which came out in 1985, which would be which was remade twice, once in 2008 and once again, I believe in 2015. But the date might be wrong, but they're both bad movies. So we won't talk about much about that. that. Also, there's a television show coming out in mid-October called Day of the Dead. <laughs> but I read the synopsis of the show and it really has nothing to do with the plot of this movie other than the fact it has zombies in it. And they're probably the wrong kind of zombies anyway, so it's all shit. Right. So, what did we think of Day of the Dead? Dan, we're going to start with you because this is your movie, man. This is this is your choice. So I I want to hear all the thoughts. Okay, so my my obsession with with zombies, I got to give some context. When I was younger, Resident Evil terrified me of zombies for years. When it first came out, you know, there was the dog scene. We all mm-hmm. know in the yep. original one. I'm right there with you. <laughs> when it first came out, because I was like, I'm a cow. Like, I don't like scary movies for the most part, but I love zombie movies and some slasher films. But anyway, so I, I watched Day of the Dead first. Then I sorry, not Day of the Dead, Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead. And then I watched this last. And I've always loved this movie. And it's generally the most un- underappreciated, I think, of the three. But I think I love this movie because I think it's the most desolate dark and unforgiving of the three original films and i i i would say even though there are i think i can think of one character in this movie i don't like and we'll talk about them later 
but I actually love the entire cast. None of them were really big actors, but I think all of them did an amazing job portraying the characters they were put forth, you know, to do on this role in this film. And uh, I, I love it. I love everything about this movie. Absolutely. I just, I, everything. Even though I think the prequel, the previous film's a better film, quote unquote, okay. I like this one more. Okay. My, so this was the first time I had ever seen this movie. And really? Yes. I, I have seen the original Night of the Living Dead. I've seen the original Dawn of the Dead. But for some reason, this one eluded me. And I, the thing was, is when I was a kid, uh, throughout my teenage years, I loved watching 70s 80s and early 90s horror movies slasher movies because they were great because they were cheap they were super cheesy but they were just so much more entertaining than like horror movies that take themselves super serious yeah yeah this movie is kind of half and half like it you're, you're right this is super dark just the way everybody is and the situation they're in and there's some certain characters and how far they're going to try to figure out what the hell is going on. But yeah, but then you have actors who are, they go a little, little too, little too far over the hump. Like they're like, they're trying either really hard or way too hard in certain situations, which I guess I can respect for a movie in the eighties, because to be honest, when it comes to eighties horror movies, the 80s wasn't really good to the to the horror genre because it was it was the land of sequels. But there were and so bad many too. and really bad sequels. You're thinking of like oh. how many there is 11. Is there 11 Friday the 13th films in the whole entire franchise? Yes, yes there's 11. And most of them came out in the 80s. And most and of them were just even, the same movies. And that's not even counting some like off the wall shit from that right. time period. Like we're talking about like bigger stuff that got sequels and then went downhill. Right. Like, there's tons of just like, you, you know, obscure horror movies. Oh, yeah. that just they were, they was so inundated with horror in like the late seventies into the eighties. I think it was more. So the eighties was more of like the slasher period because that's when we got mm-hmm. Freddy and Freddy mm-hmm. took, you know, Freddy Krueger, uh, nightmare on Elm street came out in 1984. And then of course it spawned, you know, what? Six sequels six yep. or seven sequels before like 1991. So yeah, the eighties right. just was the sequel. It was just the slasher period and they would produce so many sequels, but listen, this is a movie that I didn't hate, but I also was like, man, I don't know if I could ever watch that again. Cause it was just, it was one of those, it's just one of those type of movies where it was some of these characters I'd never want to see again. <laughs> some of these people are just like, man, I hope I never see this character again, but it's but I but I also in the back of my mind I'm thinking it's the 80s and t- there was a lot of movies with these these characters that were just so over the top. Yeah. So I can't I'm not going to throw too much shade at that. We'll talk about those characters when we get into the plot, but this movie was interesting. I respect George A. Romero. He's the man who created the zombie genre. You yeah, know, he, he is genre. the yeah, he is the he's the king and I respect the hell out of him. I think he he does a great job and he's very pat. He was very, a very passionate person. There was a lot of things behind the scenes with this movie that he got kind of screwed over with. That's why it was yeah, so low grossing. Like it made no money. It, it bombed. He yep. wanted it unrated so that they could do, he could do whatever he wanted. Like with all mm-hmm. the gore, yep. all of that gore in that, in this movie, that, that couldn't have been in a movie that was rated R. Like that was, that that was extreme. So he was like, no, I want this movie to be unrated. I want, you know, he had a lot of demands and he just said, screw it. You know, I'll I'll take the risk. And this is actually his favorite. This was his favorite of the dead movies. I had heard that as well of his original trilogy, which consists of night of the living dead, dawn of the dead and day of the dead. Angela, what what do you think? So 
This was my first time watching it. I have no idea how I did not make you watch this before. <laughs> I, I, I'm very confused. I, I don't know. I, was... I remember you reviewing it the first the first time, though. But there were parts where I had to look away. Like, it was just too, like, ouch, that hurts. <laughs> yeah. But would I watch it again? Maybe. Probably, you know, Halloween. You think that's why Victor bailed while we were watching it? <laughs> it just like my son, yeah, he's like all about this. No, no, no. He just, he just bailed. I was like... Is this that bad? Like, I don't know. Like, I love this movie. It's so. not bad. <laughs> no, I meant like but, cut violence and stuff. Wise. But yeah, there, there was, there was times where I was like, oh, oh, that, oh, that's painful. Yeah. It's a movie of the times. I think the thing I, rem- I have to give a huge, so Tom Savini, who did the, sp- uh, the, the special effects or the, um, the makeup and all the, the gore, the kills pretty much. He is a yep. legend. And he's the one who actually directed the remake of Night of the Living Dead in 1990, which actually was a great remake. But his I think my favorite part of this movie is watching the kills because they're so they just there's no holds bar on them. Just, oh, God, do the guy. There's there's literally a kill where a guy gets his head ripped off and it's in the literally the zombie that just like sticks its fingers in it like a bowling ball and just proceeds to tear his head. off. I was like, fucking bravo. This is yeah, great. Dude, I was pumped up movie. about the kills in this movie. Oh, I think yeah. that's what I respect the hell out of uh, of uh, movies of during this time is the special effects were so good. They were so graphic, but they were so good because you're like, damn, that looks real. That well, shit is insane. Some, of, some some movies had good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I'll back up on that then. Okay. But no, there, there were a good number yeah. that actually, like they really knew how to use practice. If you had Tom Savini attached to your horror movie, you're in good hands because Tom Savini was is a legend of his yeah. craft. Or who did the? I don't remember who did the effects. I don't think it was Tom Savini, but the 1981 thing, John Carpenter's the thing. Oh man, that could that might have been Stan Winston, dude. I, I'll have to look it I up. I still have no idea how the hell they did those 1981. Bro, I they were so fucking good. I I can't wait to to review that movie. Side note but that, yeah, oh, it's so either. it's so good i'll have to look it up later but yeah it's among been... it's a it's among us the movie dude oh god so good <laughs> so good so yeah so it stars Lori cardill who who's that the girl in this movie fun fact her father was in night of the living dead he played you... the newscaster talking to some of the people like on the outside there was a real he was a real newscaster in pittsburgh really? or in a surrounding town because so uh, George A. Romero is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or was, I'm sorry, George A. Yeah. Romero has passed away. He was from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, so a lot of his uh, movies, he cast people from the area, mm-hmm. and her father <laughs> was a local newscaster, and he hired him to play a newscaster in Night of the, the original Night of the Living Dead. I remember that. And when he was casting for Day of the Dead, uh, he, yeah, he just, he saw her out. And wanted her to play the lead. And to be honest, she's the best character of this movie. Uh, she, I think she's a great lead. There are other very interesting characters and good characters. She, She's tough. She's one of those characters where she shows she's tough as nails, but she's also sensitive. She's also like she's holding everything in and then she breaks. I think she goes through that was a roller coaster of emotions. And for a movie yeah. of this stature, you're like, damn, bravo. Also, but then but then you got to look at the actor who played Rhodes, Joseph Pilato. Yes. And he yes. is just, he is way up here, man. He is just so extreme with everything. Him and his, and the two 
like main military guys, Steel and Rickles. Those guys yes. are like way up here. And it's Rickles is just bonkers. Rickles, I'm just like, I can't what Nicole is. Pickles. It's Pickles. Oh man, like you almost dude. killed Rickles. <laughs> you almost killed Rickles. Yeah. Dude, he would have saved us a lot of problems if he had just thrown him in right there and just been done with it. Oh my god. Oh, I love Rose. Oh man, who was the was it Torres? Was Torres the sick guy? The guy who was all whacked out? No, it's Miguel. Miguel. Oh Miguel. I fucking hate him. I literally just called He's, him the crazy guy because I missed his name in the beginning of the movie, so I just kept calling him crazy guy throughout my notes. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know what this guy's name is, but man, he he's another one who kind of went a little he went a little extreme with his line deliveries. But I always feel like you're in a zombie apocalypse and he's like he's having a mental break. So like possibly that's how you're gonna react to that situation. But well, I don't know. The thing I like about this movie is I mentioned, I, I've talked about this before with some other people. My favorite thing about these movies, this movie is when you usually watch films like this, there's like a progression of like a character or two that slowly kind of becomes desensitized or goes insane during the duration of the film, right? They kind of, in, in this situation, it's just too much for them to handle and they lose it. Everybody in their own way in this movie is fucked up. Everybody. Yes, 100% whether it's over the top crazy or they just don't give a shit anymore. It's yeah. So fun fact that I found out uh, after watching this movie, I was watching the credits and uh -huh. I was looking through and I saw Greg Nicotero's name. He played one of the soldiers. So Greg Nicotero is a special effects. He's, he's like Tom Savini. He literally created okay. the zombies for the walking dead. I know who he is. He's a huge special effects guy right now. He is, on the he's probably surpassed Tom Savini, but yeah, he is the man behind the zombies for The Walking Dead. Yeah, and he's done keep it alive, man. He's but and I he's do, done many other things. Him. Yeah, and uh, he there was a horror anthology series or horror documentary series he had on AMC, yeah. which I watched, which yeah. was really good. Uh, okay, okay. So I know who he plays in this movie. I know who he plays Jansen. I remember who that is. So yeah. That that was that was cool to see. All the extras who played zombies in the climax of this movie received for their services a cap that said I played a zombie in Day of the Dead. I would love to have a that. copy of the newspaper from the beginning of the film, the one that says the oh. dead walk. But here's a trivia question for you, Dan. What other movie that we that has actually been reviewed on this channel did this newspaper or where a newspaper that says the same exact thing show up? I know you're going to ask me this, and I'm trying to remember. I want to say it was. Um, I want to say it was Resident Evil Extinction. It was actually the first Resident Evil. Well, was it when okay. she walks out of the hospital, hospital. or out of the lab? Yeah. It's laying in the same position as it does at the beginning of this movie. But do you know what's not in the beginning of that movie? A fucking alligator. That's what's not. Yes, <laughs> I saw it. I was like, that is wild. And those two guys behind him were probably like, I really hope this thing doesn't turn around because that was a real alligator. That he wasn't no problem. Right. So they filmed they... this in Fort Myers, Florida, and they just that's where they like they filmed it there. And when they talk about it, that's what they say that like they're in Fort Myers, Florida. They don't just make up some bullshit city which is cool it, it, yeah I, like I thought it. I was like, oh hey well they're clearly in florida mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. oh and the last thing that the extras uh received was one dollar so they got a hat a newspaper and a dollar allegedly allegedly this is what i'd heard allegedly in the scenes, i don't i didn't pay attention because at the very end you see some all sorts of zombies i like the clown one by the way pointed that out <laughs> the apparently a zombie player. dressed 
the football, yeah, football player. player. My wife laughed out loud at that. She's, she's. I was like, "You're laughing at the football player, aren't you?" That's so great. <laughs> well, one of them apparently was looked like was mostly to be supposed to be dressed up like Michael Jackson from Thriller. Oh, Somebody kept man. playing it on the fucking set, and, and the makeup <laughs> artist is like, "I this is bullshit." And they had one of the people dress up as that's Michael great. Jackson. Oh man, that's so good. Uh, the original script uh, that George A. Romero couldn't get budget for uh, involved the scientists living above ground in like a fortress mm-hmm. and the military guys living underground. Uh, it involved a small army of trained zombies and the conclusion to the trilogy more brutal than the released version. Uh, this later would become the basis of Land of the Dead. Romero has notorious trouble with um, studios in his films. Oh, yeah. Specifically the, the original ending to the original Dawn of the Dead, which... Uh, <laughs> They didn't like that very much. Yeah. Which actually had uh, the guy who plays Rhodes in it. Yeah, he was a cop. Yep, he was in it for like <laughs> 10 seconds, but they cut that yep. part out. Bastards. And so that's why he br- they brought him on to... Well, actually, they brought him on, uh, according to Giorgio Romero, they brought him on because they could afford him, pretty much. They're like, yeah, we got more money, so come on. Well, see, he just, they probably just didn't want yelling at people in that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, God. During a vacation break in, uh, in filming, makeup artist Greg Nicotero used the realistic and gruesome model of his own head as seen in a laboratory scene in the film, which yep. I didn't realize that was who that was, uh, yeah, to play was. a practical yes. joke on his own mother. Oh, dude, big dude, fucking W's. Put that, there's a Twitter page, guys posting their W's, that story needs to be so good. On. <laughs> uh, re- real pig intestines were used during the gore scenes to... Uh, I'm a- which is I'm going to tell you a very specific scene and with a very funny story attached to that later. Very funny and horrible story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you told me. Do you do you have any trivia on this? Do you have anything I, that you can think of uh, from like behind the scenes stuff? Not hugely as far as behind the scenes, except for that one bit. But I want to do it when we get to that part because I think it'll make more sense than than it will. I mean, it will but it'll, it'll it'll work better than I think. But there's there's definitely there's definitely a, lot. a lot. There's a lot. Well, there's this movie. The budget for this film was seven million dollars, uh, but the studio said. We'll give you that seven million dollars if you can make this an R-rated film. George A. Romero said, "Nope, I want it to be unrated." So they said, "Well, then you can have half the budget." So he got three point five million dollars. Well, I mean, at least it made over its budget. But yeah, I mean, I wonder if this movie was just lost in it because, like you said, it was the era of the sequels. It came out in nineteen eighty-five. Like, I, mean, I wonder if it just got lost because it wasn't a slasher movie. Mm-hmm. Much like Big Daddy in Land of the Dead, which I've actually never seen, uh, Bub is never seen attacking a living living human for food, and thus only kills the main human antagonist as an act of revenge. Oh, oh, dude, it's great. Bub did, however, consume the butchered flesh and organs of a recently deceased Private Johnson and Private Miller, given to him by Dr. Logan, implying he has not entirely lost his taste for human flesh. Well, he he explains during the movie why they do what they do, so... During the opening dream sequence, when zombie arms attack Sarah through the wall, one of them was Lori Cardill's husband. Yep, and I had heard that the wall first time they did it fell over on her. Oh it no! Wasn't structurally sound. Oh enough. no! But yeah, then they had to rebuild it, and do it again. Poor lady. Okay, that the large column building in the opening scenes filmed in Fort Myers is now an art museum and used as a host an annual zombie fest. I wonder where ZombieCon is. I want to go to ZombieCon. I've been to Fort Myers. That'd be dope as shit. This is a weird, this is weird. George A. Romero originally intended the film to be the gone of the wind of zombie films. What does that <laughs> even mean? <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't want their 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 film to be like the 
great you know the greatest thing since sliced bread so it's true it was good oh uh fun fact so for the original of the dead trilogy uh every movie has so in the in night of the living dead there are zero survivors from the original like house like no one survives in that initial crew yep in dawn of the dead two people survive and in this movie three people survive so it kind of like grows up i don't like how like they went from zero to two to three like you gotta kind of like come on man what are you doing in the well, remake well, of dawn t- of the dead no one survives because well they had in the original dawn of the dead it, yeah yeah because yeah i know what you're talking about yeah i have seen that movie it's been a long time but i have seen that movie uh, bub is the first zombie in the series seen aiming and firing a gun oh and can you but not what kind of but, gun does he use uh oh shoot it's not well when he's first handed a gun, it's a 1911. Okay. Earlier in the film. Later, fuck, I actually didn't really pay much attention to it. I was, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, oh I know, goodness, that's I'm going to, hold on, I'm going to throw it out there. <laughs> I'm going to say it was either, it was either a, a 90, a, 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 nine, a bread of 92, or it was a, uh, uh, an FN of some type. So the handgun that Bub uses in the movie poster and to shoot Captain Rhodes uh, with near the end is a Colt Gold Cup National Match Mark IV Series 70. I don't know what that is. I mean, it's a gun, but I don't <laughs> I didn't know it, that. It, I don't. It's just a very different Colt they make, I guess. I'm Honestly, not familiar. I'm surprised you didn't look that up. All right. Well, we got anything else. There's a lot, a lot of trivia here. Yeah, because I pointed out the other guns because they use Uzis. And uh, M16A2s, probably. I don't know what A model is either. It's probably an A2. Okay. Well, are you ready for the plot? Let's do it. <laughs> my, my version of the plot, and you help me fill in the blanks. <laughs> oh, come on, man. So the movie opens with a woman sitting in a cell, or I guess a cell, just a, an empty room. She's sitting against the wall with her head down, and she looks up, and there's a calendar on the wall. And it's the month of October, and all the days are marked off. It is Halloween on this day, well, in this situation. She goes up to look at the calendar, and then a bunch of hands shoot out of the wall. But guess what? It was just a dream, everybody, because she's in a helicopter. I don't know why. It's probably not safe to be daydreaming on a helicopter when the door is wide open, but this woman did it. This is Sarah. And we and this helicopter is flying over an empty Florida city, which we then find out is Fort Myers. They land in her and a, another guy jump out of the helicopter. They run down the street. They stand in the middle of the street, and you literally hear this man yell, "Hey!" Does he was he just screaming? Anybody out there? And he just keeps saying it like over and over and over again. <laughs> and then it pans to the empty streets where the where there's just abandoned cars and trash. And then you go by a bank. And what's in the door of the bank? A massive alligator with two massive zombies standing next or behind him. All right. And then, and then slowly as you're exploring the abandoned, desolate city, that's when you start hearing the moaning and the zombies starting to come out of all the side streets and the alleyways, and they start going towards uh, the sound. And that's when we get the probably one of the coolest zombies in the yep. movie is a zombie with his entire bottom of his jaw completely missing. It's just like dangly flesh. And that's yeah, when we get the zombie. awesome. Yep. The, yep. And his tongue's dangly. And then we get the title card day of the dead. Can I mention about how much I absolutely adore the music for this film? Oh, it's, it's an eighties movie. It's an eighties. It's, so I love weird. the synth horror, like so much, especially the beginning scene where she's in the room. 
with the zombie arms. It's so good. So the composer, uh, so in the prior two of the dead movies, so Night of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, Mm-hmm. George A. Romero used it was pretty much like free to use music like we would use when you're streaming on Twitch right now you got to use music that's not that's DMCA free or copyright free that's pretty much what George A. Romero used for the music for those two films because during Dawn of the Dead he had to switch it up because it didn't test well so he just decided to change it up and just use that type of music well this was the first of the dead movie he used a composer and he came out with this music and a lot of people didn't like it. They felt like it just didn't fit for this type of movie. Listen, I, w- I was like, man, this is an 80s movie. If I if I've ever heard it. Yes. The music well, just makes it an 80s movie. I will say in Dawn of the Dead, though, that he did use some music performed by a band because it was the Goblins. Did some yes, music for the that Dawn was the original, though. He had he then went back and he there's a ver- uh, you can there's a version with the music by the goblins and then there's a oh, version okay. with the music the copyright free music the free oh, to okay. use gotcha gotcha so yeah it's a zombie street party here in Fort Myers they decide no one's here that's alive so they're gonna fly back to this underground base Jesus Mary and Joseph. And boy, there's a, there's a, yes. How many times are we going to hear that from our, I think it's four, four or five times. You get that in the movie. What is this guy's name? McDermott. I think so. Yeah. We had, we meet McDermott and John, who I just called the pilot for this entire movie because I didn't hear his name until almost the end of the movie. Jamaican John. Jamaican John. And the actor who plays Jamaican John, not really Jamaican. Nope, probably not. Nope, he's he's really not. <laughs> I watched the behind <laughs> the scenes of this. He's not Jamaican. So yeah, we get to this base. One of the there's a, a couple military guys on the surface, and one is growing a lot of weed. Love yes, it. Just he a is. lot of weed. High times, brother. Uh, Zormie, uh, Zorm- <laughs> Zormies. Zormies. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that in. I'm not even <laughs> editing that, that out. The damn the, the damn Zormies. That's right. The zombies are storming the gates. The Jamaican pilot is a frisky one, man. He's just like, I just want to get out of here. Like, I don't want to be here anymore. I'm just I'm going to fly away, go somewhere, you know, remote and not have to deal with this. And then we have uh, Miguel, the man who was yelling for people in the street. He's he's tweaking. He is completely gone. His he's having a mental breakdown and we get sarah trying to like talk to him and he's just and he has like these weird monologues where he just goes completely like super like his eyes get super big and he's just going at her you're like all right dude just trying to help and (laughs) time to get inside he just like runs off like a kid who just didn't get what he wanted (sighs) just get out of here i'm just gonna go we get we then go down to the bunker and we get to ride along with a couple hooligans in a cave of rvs there's rvs everywhere in this cave or this tunnel yep. system. And we and the, the two hooligans are one of my least favorite characters of this movie is Steel and Rickles, two of the military guys. And God, yeah. these guys are the most extreme characters I think I've seen in a movie in a long time. Oh, gosh. And I don't know what's going on. They're just driving on a, on a golf cart through this. Just There's so many RVs everywhere. <laughs> well, it was a storage facility. So Yeah, that makes sense. It was filmed. That actually was filmed in a. Yes. That part was filmed in Pennsylvania in an underground storage facility. It used to be a mine. Oh yeah, I I saw that they. It used to get like super hot down there, and like it, the crew was always like there were parts where the crew was super miserable filming because they had to the do with bats and humidity yeah. and all that 
shit. Humidity, I know, mess with a bunch of the equipment. That's... They gotta go round up some bodies. Yep, they get to go capture some zombies. Come on, Miguel, you gotta come with. He's not... He's, he's, he's not, not ready not, for this. Like, he shouldn't be he's doing not this. not ready for that. Get your ass over here, soldiers. No, no one else around. So and, she goes to. And, and Steel goes up to the top, and he starts yelling at the zombies, like, calling them, Don't see Come can't. on, you dumb fucks! Get out of here! There's a lot of things that Steel says in this movie that we cannot say on this podcast. He is a oh, very, no. very bad man. He says a lot of racist things. Extremely racist. He is just oh. not, a, a, not a good person. No. He says he he clearly hates Miguel because Miguel. So he has Miguel, who is extremely. He's having a mental breakdown. He's exhausted. He brings him up, and he's the guy who has to hold the pole when they wrap a zombie, and they gotta like he's gotta like hold him back. And this dude like almost falls over. He drops the pole. The zombie almost gets Rickles, and then Steel shoots the zombie, and then gets super pissed off at Miguel, and he like dangles him over another zombie, like you almost killed Rickles. Yeah, I was like, what is happening right now we're like 10 minutes into this movie and this movie is already out of its mind <laughs> well, it's good. well they had to round them up they had oh to round up some God. zombies for, for uh dr frankenstein, frankenstein. yep yep yeah. oh lord so yeah so this so miguel is losing his mind uh sarah is trying to sedate him and he pretty much swipes it out of his hand and he then proceeds to slap her does he she slap her in the seat? That. Yes. The, the, the actress. She asked him to do yep. But this is later when they go back to their bunk. Right, yeah. She, she, he gets pissed at her. Like, you made me look like shit out there. It was like, fucking baby. Yeah. He, Would he's, you rather have died? Yeah. He's, like, he's the one that fucked up. Yeah, he's I, crazy. <laughs> she could have just let it go. All right. And then everybody would have died. So she finally is able to sedate him because is there, were they a thing? Or was this yeah. just a? Oh, yeah. oh, so they were. No, no, they're okay. together. Yeah. They're, oh, they're, they're, they're okay. I thought yeah, it was just a, some sort of like joke that they Rhodes were like fucking with him. Makes a joke about her keeping him up uh, with extracurriculars. Yeah, extracurriculars. Right. Mm. Um, well, to cut off his extracurriculars. Behind the scenes, uh, for that, Lori asked the actor that played Miguel to actually asked him to actually hit her. He's yeah. Like, I want you. She's like, I want you to actually hit me to like sell the scene better, yep. make it more intense, and he did twice. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, she finally gets to sedate him after he pretty much knocks it out of her hand the first time she tricks him because she gives him a hug and then she she gets him and then he goes to sleepy sleep. We then have a meeting of the minds between the scientists and the military guys. We find out that the guy who was in charge of the military group had died while they were I off. Can't his name. Oh no. Was it Cooper? I think it maybe Cooper. I don't remember. Was it Sergeant something? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, he so the the guy who was in charge. He dies. So now this Colonel Rhodes is he Colonel Rhodes? Yeah. It's Captain Captain Rhodes. Rhodes. He is now in charge, and this man is <laughs> super extra. Like this man is. <laughs> ooh, he is what the f- holy shit! I I adore him so much. I have to I have to say something shit. about Miguel's little temper tantrum that he throws when Sarah gets him with the needle. He's like, oh yeah. <gasps> <gasps> This guy like, is, cr- <laughs> this guy like, is could wild. You, could you act more like a toddler? This guy is wild. So yeah, we're uh, Sarah is getting no respect as she is the only woman. And of course, these guys are kind of, you know, they, 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 she's the only woman. There's a guy, a lot of guys in this whole situation. So of course, she's not going to get any respect. She, they yep. pretty much see her as just being there to, for them to look at. And I love it when her and Rhodes are going back and forth. 
and yep. then Rhodes pretty much is like, you need to go, you need to go take care of, of Frankenstein. You need to see what the hell he's doing. And we need to, you guys need to do your job. And he, she goes out and she's like, <laughs> she's like, fuck you, sir. Yeah. He's like, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. So uh, good. Well, the thing is, is there the, the military is supposed to be guarding the scientists. Here. Yes. Because yes. the scientists are trying to figure out why they're becoming zombies or if they can stop them from becoming zombies. And the military group is there to protect them. But nobody wants to do this anymore. No, no. Like they've been here way not. too long. So we then meet Dr. Frankenstein, a.k.a. Dr. Logan, which is his real name. And he is another one who is he is so invested in what he's doing. He doesn't give a shit about anybody else. Like he is oh, no. experimenting and doing some crazy. This is where you get a lot of really good effects on the, the zombies he's experimenting on. Yeah. And we then see he shows a body and it's just the body and the brainstem and the brain. But the head's gone, yeah. completely gone. And you find out that was the guy who was in charge before. That was his body. Yeah. It's crazy. And then he Sarah's got the... like, you can't tell them this. They're going to kill you if they find out you did this. Yeah. And then he talks about like, oh, no, because I'm the, you know, I'm researching this. And he explains how he's trying to figure out why the primal instinct, the center of like essentially where the brain really mounts to the spinal column. Like that is the last effects part of the body that's affected by the decay of, of them becoming zombies. And yeah. actually when they become zombies, it slows the decaying process, which is pretty interesting. That is, I love all that stuff. He says he there's a lot like this man doesn't give a fuck like he doesn't give a no. fuck about authority. He is straight up like he's a savage when it comes to the any interaction he has with Rhodes. Oh, yeah. He's like, we're fucked. He literally would tell Rhodes anytime. He's like, we're fucked. You do realize this. So what I'm trying to do is good. And you just need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, yeah, he wants to try if he, So Logan is trying to figure out a way. He's trying to figure out why they're turning like humans are turning into zombies and he also wants to try to control and domesticate the dead so he wants to try to make them do things for him to try to stop yeah yeah. try to turn off the the need to eat flesh and kind of bring them back to more of a human-like state yeah and yeah oh so he was cooper i have it in my notes that guy was named cooper yeah Yeah. i I could not remember i thought i could not remember it and then we get the zombie that wakes up on the table and it turns and all of its insides fall to the floor. Oh, so good, dude. <laughs> and she and Sarah kind of freaks out a little bit and the guy and he just goes over to the drill and just drills it in its forehead. Yeah. And it's yep. oh, like, oh, oh. Well, okay. Yep. This what an inconvenience. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and my next note is I can't wait for Steel <laughs> to die. And Road sucks too. This dude is out of his mind. So much jerking off talk. This there was so much talk of jerking off in a, like a 30 second period. Yeah. <laughs> God, movies in the 80s. Ridiculous. Uh, Bloody Logan comes well, in dude, and steals well, the scene with his uh, I don't well, give a I'm shit pretty, attitude. Well, I'm pretty sure that's just military broism anyway. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, just, but I just oh. love it. It's super extreme in this movie and I, I, it's great. I just love Logan because he just get, doesn't give a shit about what Brad no. says. Like, no. is there any food? Yeah. Right? He's like, <laughs> what have you been cares. doing? What have you been doing? He's like, well, uh, is there any food? Yeah. Well, well don't forget prior to that, uh, prior <laughs> before uh, Logan shows up, Rhodes bitches out um, Sarah for Rhodes, not, not Rhodes bitches out Sarah for Logan not being there. Mm-hmm. And she tries to leave and he threatens, he tells Steele to fucking kill her. Yep. Oh, that was, that he was did. after, right? No, it was before this because really? she sits back down and then Logan, and Logan's supposed to come in, right? 
Yeah, because they were, he says before, he says, um, when they go to find Logan, he yells at him, dinner, or there's a meeting at seven. I expect you to be there. Yes. Or I expect all of you to be there. Mm-hmm. That was when the fuck you, sir. Yes, yes. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. Fuck yeah. you, sir. Yeah. yeah. And then she leaves. And then when they do the next meeting, she tries to walk out before Logan gets there. And he, that's when you kind of realize like, Sit where down. we're real, just where everything. And Steel's like, you know, Steel's like, ah, he's fucking around. Like, bang. He's you're like, dead. <laughs> just pulls out his revolver and he's like, not fucking around at all. He's like, all right, I'll do it. And he did, okay, yeah. admittedly, as much of an asshole as Steel is, he did not want to shoot her. No. So, I think Steel's but, just, Steel's a dick. Yeah, but and he's John not a murderer. To, yeah, John was going to put himself in, or yes. he was either going to stand up and go get Logan, or he was going to step in front so they did not shoot her. Yeah, because he was trying to get her to sit the fuck down, and then that's when Logan just kind of boop, 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 walks in. Where's food at? Yeah. Oh, I'm late. I was yeah. working. <laughs> what have you been doing, Logan? Listen it's... here, listen. I'm in charge of this monkey farm, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. He's like they're overrunning us, four hundred thousand to one. You're like, holy yeah, fuck, like a... man. Yeah, which, which, which. Yeah. I think they went. If they went by, I was reading a thing. And I think they said if that's the case, four hundred thousand to one, based on the population of the U.S. at this time, it was like there's like six hundred people left. Yeah, it's like six hundred and thirty-eight people. It's wild. Yeah. So we then uh, we have the scene in the we're back in the room with Miguel, and this is where she dreams. She has a dream that it's Miguel rolls over and his insides fall out, and then she wakes yeah. up and he's like cowering in the corner, and then they have a conversation. And this is when he full out slaps her a couple oh, yeah. times, and that's right. That's what. And I she's like, "No, you get the fuck out!" And then he storms off, and that's a that. I guess this is the breakup scene. <laughs> oh don't for, don't forget we did we we missed the part earlier when she when sarah goes and talks to logan in his lab first uh, bub's in there that's actually the first oh, time yes bub is bub. chained up on the wall right yeah but you don't really he doesn't really do no. much except you think it's, it's going to attack her and he doesn't he's like hey what's up yeah when you when you <laughs> first guns. like for somebody <laughs> like me and then for angela who have never seen this movie i'd like in that scene, he was just a regular. He was just a zombie chained to the wall. Yeah, I didn't yeah. even think anything yeah. of him. He was just like, "Oh shit, he's there." But then you see yeah. him later on. You're like, "Oh shit, this guy's this fucking thing is awesome. I love him. I love the shit. I love awesome." <laughs> the army man. Uh, there's an army man brawl in the hallway. There's just guys that just burst out of a room and just start fighting. And she's just like dodging everybody. And that's when John comes. Or no, that's when uh, McDermott comes. Right? Or is yeah. it John who yeah. brings? No, McDermott. It's McDermott. The the alcoholic pilot who's from I think he's Irish. I couldn't tell by his accent. He was it was it was a little weird. He grabs her, brings her out, and he decides they're gonna go uh hang out where McDermott and John hang out. That's where they stay is, deep in the cave. Is this is this the scene where she first time she t- knows she's her, she's taking pills? Well, like who's prior taking to that, pills? she's she's working she's working she's in her working office alone and, and she, then she goes... comes out, opens the cabinet, takes a pill, get a drink. Was that after this scene or was that before this yeah because I she she that. can hear things in the room yeah she, she does like, it twice yeah she does it yeah. like two times because she see this is where i think with with sarah's character you get because she has these dream sequences we get them multiple times obviously she puts up a front tough front but she's clearly troubled mentally yeah but doesn't show it and obviously she's having a horrible time sleeping so she's clearly taking some kind of pill to keep her awake right so but anyway Everybody's fucked up. Remember, everybody. Everybody. So they they venture into the caves to go hang out at McDermott. No, it's it's just 
is it McDermott? Yeah, McDermott, and, yeah, McDermott and, and John's. Uh, they pretty much like pimped out an RV and they're yeah. chilling in it. And get away. Did you see the bat fly across? I did see the was bat. Was that a fly real across. bat? Because it didn't look like it. it looked like a bat was on a wire and it just they just kind of <laughs> like okay. That was we're weird. a bat in here. We don't have any money in the budget. Well, we'll make it work. So so they meet so they have this awesome pad. Like uh, that's where I'd want to be hanging out. I don't know why. Fuck fuck hanging out with them crazy people. I want to hang out in this awesome like deck area this patio he's hanging out in these comfy chairs he's getting drunk like every night picture, like the big picture of the beach behind it hell yeah that's where i want to be uh john talks about how everything they're doing down there is bullshit and it's pretty much all punishment from god in that ide- ideology sure well I, I will say out of every i think the least in the first three dead movies there's always like that one really good uh, like objective opinion about what's going on like someone's like yeah thought or whatever about how this whole situation i think the second one nailed the best but this one's just it's okay it's fine like this whole punishment for god thing because i don't know yeah it didn't feel as good as the one from dawn of the dead where he's talking about uh his voodoo god grandfather when you know there's no room left in hell the dead will walk yeah, the earth there's no mm-hmm. room left in hell the dead yeah. shall walk the earth. yeah yeah i like that way better than anyway that's just random shit uh logan is a little off his rocker uh, this is the scene where she goes to take a, a sip of water at the water fountain as she takes another pill and she can hear commotion going on in the room and it's that other scientist. I can't remember his name, but they go in there and the he can't. he's having issues with the two zombies that were caught in the beginning mm-hmm. and they're giving him issue. Yeah. And that's when Logan comes in and pretty much puts this zombie in timeout. Like he literally is like, you sit in the dark, think about what you did. We're going to get out of here. And you're like, and then like, Okay. And this other, like t- like <laughs> scientists are just looking at each other, what the fuck and then it plays the music from uh the goblins music from dawn of the dead uh, there's a little jingle of it when that when he when the zombie's like quiet where'd your lights go he's <laughs> like what <laughs> it's so so good we then go into another room and this is where logan shows off his big experiment <laughs> and we meet bub yes a domestic pretty much a domesticated zombie like a this one is smart he gives him a book, a razor, and what was the third thing he had in the uh, that a he, toothbrush? A toothbrush, toothbrush. And he pretty much he knows the different things that you would do with those things. Like he started the thing that really kind of freaked me out a little bit is even though it was very minor, was when he's using the razor on his face and a little bit of his skin comes off in it, and you're like, yeah. ah, man, I just watched, like, there's a part in this movie where a dude gets ripped in seven pieces, and I was like, hell yeah, but that part, I was like, ooh. Ooh, yeah. just I felt that one. And it doesn't I know, go yes, away. I know the feeling. I've done the, that before. Oh. You see those marks for the rest of the movie. Yeah, I love it. So yeah, but did you notice the book? The book. Yeah, Salem's, Salem's Lot Salem. by Stephen yeah, King. Because yep. George Romero and Stephen King were friends. Yep. So this is what we get to see freaking Rickles and Steel again, because we fucking have to meet these Rickles. fucking idiots. Rickles like that annoying, like... Rickles is like that annoying jackass that just hangs out with like the bigger, tougher guy, and they just yep. kind of like do dumb jokes and laugh at their own stupid. Sh- yeah, he's, he's that like, guy. Yeah, I'm cool. So yeah, this he's is like the little coomer that latches on to people. So yeah, so these two buffoons in road show up, and they're like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" And that's when he he tells him to salute him. He's like, "I'm not saluting that thing." <laughs> and that's when Logan walks in front and salutes. And he, and then that's when Bub salutes too. But he also gives him a gun, takes the bullets yeah, he, out, and Bub picks it up and aims it at Rhodes. And 
shoots it, but there's nothing in it. And he gets pissed. He like sees there's no, he knows there's no bullets in it. And he gets angry. Like he, like not like super, like, you know, caveman angry, but he, like, yeah. he, he gets annoyed because he wants he to did. kill this guy. Yeah, he did when uh, Rhodes didn't salute him back. You see him when he saluted first, and then like he, Rhodes didn't salute back right away. He scowls at him because yeah. he mentions that. Of course, it seemed like Bub was in the military. Used to be. That's why he yeah. saluted because he's seen yeah. Rhodes's uniform, yeah. which is cool. I like that. Logan is always telling Rhodes off, and it's always great. Just how oh, it's, it's just it's perfect. But like, you know, Logan doesn't even really need to raise his voice. He no. just tells him like, no, essentially, just, go the fuck away. Like, yeah. let me do my shit. Let me I'm, do, I'm doing my job. You do your job and stop being so goddamn angry all the time. <laughs> we get more zombie capturing with steel, but chaos ensues as, oh, yes. uh, again, uh, Miguel wasn't at this one, was he? He was. He was, and he drops it was, the... It was he, Miguel again. Yeah, he has the he has the zombie, and he drops the stick, and the zombie attacks one of the one of the guys, and this is where you get your no, first... The, the thing breaks. The, right, the collar. The collar, the collar, breaks. collar you're the right. Yeah, the collar yeah. snaps off. The zombie attacks one of the... Uh, one of the men was yeah. this Johnson? No, no, no. This Johnson was not the one that got bit. Um, it was uh, J- Johnson. The guy got bit, and then while he's getting shot, he's like firing his gun. And he oh, shoots Johnson okay. with the M16. So yeah, so Johnson or um, one of the soldiers gets bit in the neck, and you get the really great bite effects where like it yeah. literally bites and he pulls, and you see the tendons and shit come out. Ooh. And yeah, and as he's like in agony, he's got a machine gun, and he just starts rapidly shooting it, killing another soldier. And then he's on the ground and he's pretty much pleading with John or with steel to kill him. Well, Miguel like loses his shit. He's like, I didn't do it. It wasn't my fault. Cause it really wasn't his fault. Yeah, no, like, like the, the collar, the collar breaks. <laughs> and he like attacks the zombie that's out there. Like, ah, like starts like attacking yeah. it or whatever. And it bites his arm. Yep. It bites his arm. So then Sarah has to get him away. So she goes towards uh, McDermott. Well, he runs. Or yeah, he yeah, runs away. Yeah, she, and then they, she finds because he's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's like flailing around. He's so weird, man. This dude is just so weird. We get the bat again in the same spot of the cave. <laughs> like it's like this is definitely a bat on a on a wire that they're just kind of throwing across because it's the same exact spot. It's fantastic. <laughs> so they have to. Uh, so John comes out. He hold, helps Sarah hold. Uh, Miguel down and she chops off his arm well, to well, help. Wait, she, she she hits him on the back of the head with a fucking rock. Oh, that's, that's like right. knock. She just not. She just might as well have just yeah, killed him there. Like she knocks him the fuck out with that rock. And he's laying there. John holds him down. She takes a machete and uh, she has she chops his arm off. Um, but it doesn't above go the, the the bite. Yeah, but she has to. Yeah, she has to do it again. <laughs> Watch, watch, watch if you ever. If, I know you said you probably wouldn't, but anybody that's listening to this, watch that scene again. When she goes down and hits, and it goes like halfway through the meat, like it hits a bone, and you watch the actor's hand spray out. When she does that, I'm like, fuck, that's the one scene. I was like, that's good. Because the actor like acts like, oh, God, it's so good. Oh, Even though it's not the fuck out, like it's, it does like the hand twitch. She has to like hit it a few times to get it to go through. So, uh. so Rickles, Steel, and uh, Rhodes show up, and this is when Steel has to spew out the, the all the racist slurs. Like, oh, yeah. why, like God damn it. About shut his, the fuck up, dude. About Hispanic people. Yeah. yeah it's he's yeah. he's just bad. So yeah, they're pretty much like, no, he needs to come back. Like he needs to die. He got bit. Blah blah blah. All this crap. And that's when Oh, they just say, Oh, he's gonna stay out here. He's gonna stay in our trailer. And they're like, fine. Yeah. 
but you guys aren't allowed back in the base. They're yeah. like, whatever. But of course, immediately after that, Sarah and McDermott, or Sarah's like, I need to go get morphine from the lab. So, and McDermott's like, well, I'll go with you. They go to the lab, they get stuff, but they also, like, that's when um, McDermott discovers all the things that Logan's been doing. Like, literally one of the guys that literally just died five minutes ago, he's got wires and shit plugged into this dude's head, and his head's just tweaking out. Yeah, they've, he's cut his head off. He has cut this dude's yeah, head off. Yeah, and it's like, it's doing the weird twitching and all that, and he, because he he gets blood on him. Oh, man, such well, cool effects. Another, and then again, even though I know he's a, a horrible for you saying what he says in the film, earlier, after the, the one dude that gets bit and he begs Steel to kill him, Steel does end up shooting him in the head. That's why I knew it wasn't that guy because the, the head on the table doesn't have a bullet hole in it. Mm-hmm. So I knew it had to be the other guy got shot. But anyway, obviously Steel doesn't even want to do that. Like yeah. Steel's super hesitant to shoot the guy. He's like, he knows he has, he doesn't, but he, you know, he's just, yep. he's a dickhead. Yes, but he's not an absolutely horrible individual. He's just a piece of shit. So before all that, uh, them going to the lab, this is the first time we see Sarah break because throughout this movie, she has been, she's put on a very good, tough, she's been very tough and all that's, and a lot of people tell her that she's like, you don't have to put on this, you don't always have to be this tough in a situation like this, but that's what she is. But this, after she chops off Miguel's arm and uh, the three douchey soldiers leave, she completely breaks to John and starts crying. So yeah, and, so uh, oh oh, I was gonna say uh, since we're over talking about everybody being everybody being kind of fucked up in this movie, uh, my my fucked up thing for McDermott and John is just that they don't care. Yeah, they have a lack of compassion for the entire situation. Mm-hmm. That's just their way of dealing. Just like don't care. Yep. Just disconnect. Uh, anyway, go ahead. Get emotionally attached to anything. Yep. So they clean up uh, Crazy Man and get him to Betty Bye. They need to go to the even lab though, and get morphine. Even though they tell uh, John tells Sarah, she's like, he's like, you know, he's not gonna make this. Probably not gonna live through this, right? Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't know, but I gotta try. Gotta give him a chance. And even even Rhodes says that he's like, I've seen this thousands of times. That dude's as good as dead. We then she, she cauterized his arm with yeah. The, she with yeah. the flame. Oh, that's fire. right. She takes the flame and just. Oh my God, what a scene that was. While they're in the lab looking for stuff and they discover all the weird shit that Logan's doing, they discover a, McDermott discovers a recorder and it starts talking and it's Logan talking to mother. He says something about mother, which I never, I I, I never figured it out. Like what the hell is he talking about? Well, if you talk if earlier in the movie, if you pay attention to his mannerisms, obviously there's something deeply wrong with this man. But he mentions earlier when he's talking to Sarah and then that other scientist that he talks about his dad a lot. And now his dad always told him he'd never make money being a research scientist. And he mm-hmm. kind of dwells on it for a minute. It's, it's all really subtle. And like as the film goes on, like these scenes and stuff, and you start hearing these recorders, if you watch his facial expressions, this actor nails the fuck out of like a subtle psychosis this dude has. Yeah. And it's really good. Until, of course, later, it's at this point, it's blatantly obvious. But like leading up to that, just like little twitches and just the way he talks and like his mannerisms in the film totally does a good job. Yeah. So, yeah, but so we then see Bub again, and he's listening to some tunes, and he is oh, very smart. I'm sorry. I want to say, I'm sorry not to interrupt you. I'm sorry. I think the other thing is 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 the reason why Logan is doing this whole like Bub's the good one, right? Bub's the one that listens. He's the most cooperative, and he rewards him. His whole thing's based on reward. Yeah, he always talks about 
give them rewards and they'll do what they do. They'll do what we ask him. Mm-hmm. I think Logan was extremely abused as a child between his parents mm-hmm. and never got praise or appreciation for anything he did. Cause like his dad apparently was a doctor or no, no was, what was he, he said his doctor was. Cause he's like, they used to call my dad, Bub. that's a funny name for a sur- surgeon. Like, that's a funny name for a surgeon. Yeah. Because that's and then he even talks about like his dad and parents apparently being super successful and him never amounting to that and him having this inferiority complex to his parents yeah. and just never ever got anything from them praise for doing anything he ever did in his life and I think with everything going on mm-hmm. it's just amplified and why he that's why he is with Bub and the whole reward treat thing gotcha and the recording could have also been him having hallucinations mm-hmm. it could have been so he's talking about like he sounds like he's doing like a mom the uh, uh, parent kid thing with the, some of the other zombies, not just Bub, because then that interaction he's talking to his mom, or his mom or something not listening, and you can hear him hitting something. It sounds like he's like beating the shit out of one of the zombies, like disciplining. Yeah. yeah. But, anyway, sorry, carry on. So yeah, so Bub is listening to some tunes, he's got some headphones, and that's when Logan is kind of showing him how to turn on the recorder, because he turns it off, and Bub gets all like antsy, and then he like, points him down to the button to press it. Do they discover the bodies in the freezer? That that's that's what that's soon because they're 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 watching they're watching him through one of those two way mirrors as right. he's doing this with Bub. Watching. And they come and into the actually, room. Yeah, and there was actually that scene where he where Logan reaches over to grab uh, just Bub's microphone or headpiece headset. Yeah, and Bub grabs his arm and looks at his arm like he's going to do something, and then looks back up at him and yeah. just lets go of him, and he yep. adjusts it. And you realize that even though he is a zombie, like he obviously gives a shit about Doctor Logan. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so there, uh, Sarah and McDermott are looking through the window watching all this happen, and then that's when the douchey soldiers come in, and they're like, what are you doing here? We told you not to come here. And then they come in, and they confront Logan, and yep. that's when they go to the freezer. Or, or they see him. Oh, no, they bring. So Logan has a bucket of yeah. meat the, in a, for yeah. Bub for as, like, a reward, and he puts it, gives it to Bub after the mu- he teaches him the the recorder thing and they see uh, they see him eating it. And that's when they discover they go to the freezer and they discover that that's where the, there's bodies of the other, so the dead soldiers and he's been feeding yeah. bub and other zombies, the remains of the dead soldiers, which then pisses yeah. off roads and he just murks Logan. He uses so much ammo on this man. Everybody does that. In this oh, movie. I do not crap. understand that roads murks a second, uh, murks the second scientist. Uh, and threatens the pilot to fly them out uh, using Sarah and co-pilot as bait. Yeah, because because Sarah and the other scientists are in there with them when they murk Logan, and then they <laughs> take all their guns away. They um, do their belt, guns and stuff drop on the floor, and then they go to the trailer. Yep. They're like, hey. Yeah, McDermott's there, too. McDermott's yep. there, too. Like, but they kill the other scientists because they pretty much are like, you're going to do this or I kill him. And he says no, and he immediately shoots him. It's like, no, nah, you don't fuck with Rhodes. Like, Rhodes is not a guy that you can reason with this man is so far gone yeah. he doesn't care so yeah so they um he tells john you need to fly us out he says no kills the scientist and that's when he grabs sarah and mcdermott and put them in the little zombie retriever section yep. there and yeah. it's like well they're gonna die and then they end up escaping from that and they run into the caves mcdermott grabs like a log like yep. a big piece of wood and then they just bolt and start yep. just bonking zombies out of the way and we hear he says Jesus, Mary, and Joseph for the like yeah. third or fourth time. Yep. John gets roughed up 
by Steel, like he gets his ass whooped by Steel. Oh yeah. As Sarah and McDermott make a run for it, and that's when they hear the elevator, and they're like, "What's that? Sounds like the elevator." And so that's when they storm off to see what's going on, and you find out that it's Miguel Steel Rickles, and then that one other nameless soldier. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's just there. I'm like, yep. who's this guy? Like, huh. And so it just leaves Rhodes there with John, uh, but you find out uh, that Mcder or that. Miguel is the one who activated the elevator. He's there. He set, he's going up. Bub sets himself free. Just his chains just end up breaking. Yeah, he's like fucking with it, like chewing on it, and it kind of yeah. like oh. it just falls apart. Sarah yeah. and McDermott uh, get attacked, but they get they do some really cool moves on the zombies, and you even get the cool like shovel to the mouth. Oh, it's like, a half, cool scene, half decapitation, that's and then the head rolls and it's upside down, and they're running away, and the eyes are still moving. <laughs> Yes, that was, that was good. Miguel kind of does this thing before he runs to the elevator where he I mean, I know he's crazy as shit right now. He's whacked the hell out, but he kind of does this thing where he because he's always got like all those religious like necklaces. Yeah, like various. Uh, under, he like, I guess he, he, it's cat. I think it's Catholic. Catholic OK, I, he just I guess he does this thing where he comes to peace and realizes what he's going to do, where he yeah. does like a little before he even runs off to the elevator. Mm-hmm. John gets the better roads. He pretty much knocks him out. <laughs> And steel and Rickles suck, dude. They get to the elevator. Yep, they see. Yeah, John steals his guns after he knocks out Rhodes. He runs off to try to save uh, Sarah and McDermott. Rickles and Steel get to the elevator, but the elevator's like deactivated. Like uh, Miguel fucked with all the wires, so yeah. he can't fix it. And they're freaking out. But then they hear the. But then you, it pans up to Miguel up on the top, and he lets all the zombies out. Runs to the elevator, lays on it, and pretty much accepts his fate as the zombies start gnawing on him. But he pretty much, he wants them to, he wants to bring the zombies to the base. He wants to wipe everybody out. This is a, this is a trope and uh, a hallmark of all the Romero movies is that while the zombies are scary, they're ultimately never the real reason why all this falls apart. It's always the people. It's always a human. It's always the people that fuck it up. And yeah, like he just lost his shit. He's like, fuck this. They're they're crazy. I'm crazy. I'm just going to wipe them all out. We're all going to die because he gets it bad, dude. He gets gnawed on for a while. Yeah, he does. That button. Yeah, he does. Fuck him. I hate Miguel. (laughs) Yeah, he does suck. And then we get the bat again. The bat just stop this bat. Who is in charge (laughs) of the bats? Oh, yeah. And John has perfect accuracy. This man is a Call of Duty pro, bro. He is headshotting everything. Like just oh, every God, single dude. shot he takes is a headshot. He's like quick scoping. Three sixty no scope. Yeah. So yeah, so Miguel sets the zombies free into the compound. Pretty much, I like the scene where the elevator's coming down and it's just covered in zombies. And then the one, I love when it gets yes. the, falls down. It takes like one big step. I, I'm down. I am guessing that that extra fell on accident, and they're like, "Fuck it." That's cool Keep because it. he because he because he continue he just like starts crawling he doesn't get himself back up again he's just crawling away. he's dedicated I love that <laughs> it's scene. just so, it's so good, good. Uh, the elevator ride down as Rhodes uh, to meet Rhodes in the gang Rhodes steals a golf cart and just drives away from Steel and Rickles and Steel's like fuck you yeah yeah and then the, <laughs> and then the, the other guys there too Steel Steel Rickles and other yeah guy, then the other, other guy <laughs> and, this, and this guy. This guy gets a fucking death. If you've ever seen a death, this man gets, gets bad one. this one gets he gets murked. Uh, that one hurt. Yeah, Bub and uh, finds Logan and is very sad. So it's zombie revenge time. 
Yeah, because he's trying to like he's like, hey, he like points out like I I'm off my chain, like yeah. check yeah. this out, but, and then he realizes he's but no, he he goes and shows Logan, and he's all sad because yeah. he's mad. He's legitimately he's like, like upset. Look what I did. Yeah, and why and he goes and tells him. He's like he's like tell him like I'm I'm off my like leash essentially. Like yeah. he was just. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. And then he like loses his shit and he finds the pistols on the ground. Yep. So the soldier, so that we get the random soldier who like gets pinned down. And this is when the, the literally a zombie just puts its fingers, one, the thumb in the mouth and two of them in the eyeballs, like a bowling ball. And they just yes. proceed to rip his head off and you can see the skin stretching and the just all, and he just gets torn to shreds. One of my and favorite deaths of the movie. Yeah, and as he's yeah. screaming, his voice goes high pitched. Yeah, yeah. And his vocal cords oh, are getting stretched. So good, it's so good, it's dude. so good. The kills in this movie are fantastic. Oh, yeah, it's just it's just painful. Oh yeah, <laughs> and then Rickles is the next to die, and he, he just loses his dude, shit. Is he laughing as he's getting he like, torn yes. to shreds? Yes, this man is yeah, I, out of his mind. He, he is laughing for like some of it where he's getting attacked, and then it switches to screaming. When yeah, I think he realizes that he's. It's crazy. Dumbass. So you bet. So, so now we have Steel. He's the only one left other than Rhodes. Uh, so you better run, Steel. And then we get Steel. Gets uh, probably the lamest death. He ends up just shooting himself. He gets yep. pinned. He gets pinned in a room and just shoots himself. Oh, I wanted. I wanted to to be like he puts the gun in his mouth and it just clicks because it's empty. Yes, that would have been I wanted perfect. that so bad. See, we talked about this, and I actually kind of like the way he went out because where he always tries to act like this tough, big, badass dude, like, that's the way he ultimately chooses to go out at yeah. the end of it. And he does, like, the whole, like, cross thing before he shoots himself. Yeah. yeah it's, You're going yeah, to hell. It, You're it, going it, to hell still, so don't worry it, about it. It's, 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 I, I liked how they did it, but I agree for just desserts kind of thing. But, you know, they show later what happens to his body after he kills himself. Mm. There is so <laughs> much, yeah, there is so much ammo used in this movie. Like, there's just oh. over-excessive shots of just that like how many how many rounds are in this clip? Because it seems like it's like three times the amount that it should. <laughs> well, they should know dealing with the dead in this movie. These movies is obviously they know they got to shoot them in the head. Like they should know why are they just like fanning randomly at bodies? And yeah. I understand in a situation very stressful, you would not like I can do perfect headshots all the time. Like no, you'd be stressed the fuck out. But they don't even try. They're just like like everywhere. <laughs> so yeah, so they got to get so Johnny. Uh, McDermott and Sarah, they got to get up a ladder to try to get to the surface. And Bub, oh, yeah. it, and Bub oh, no, another, finally runs into Rhodes. I was saying another thing is, is uh, what is it? I don't remember if it's when John runs in to get him out of the, the pendant area, but I think he leaves the door open because yes. the zombies start coming out from under the corral and they're coming in from up above. So they literally have nowhere to go. They're yeah. from both sides. Mm -hmm. but go ahead. Sorry. So, yeah. So Bub is. Uh, meets up with Rhodes, but he runs into him, and that's when he starts. He pulls up the gun and he starts shooting at him. Yeah, yeah. And he gets him. He hits him. Yeah, and then you get it. And then he Rhodes gets around the corner, and that's when Bub comes around the corner. He shoots him again, and that's when yep. like Rhodes is dragging himself across the floor. Yeah, and that's when Bub just kind of uh, he get he finally gets up. He gets shot one more time, right? Yep. And that's yeah, he when he opens. Like that's when he opens up the doors and it's just a swarm of zombies coming through and he, and he turns and it's just that terrified face of I'm fucked. And he yeah. gets sworn by the zombies. And as he, what does he say as he's getting torn apart? He's yelling choke on him. Yeah. yeah. Which is ad libbed by the actor. Yeah. It wasn't yep, in the script. Is. You know, and then that's what Bob salutes. Yep, yes. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
And I will I will say one thing. This if you have trivia about the scene because I do. I know. Go ahead. Okay, this is what I was telling you about. Okay, so this scene, right? This is they tried to give the Rhodes the bad one. You know, of course, I think the dude who got his head torn up, ripped off, was worse. Yeah, but Rhodes is definitely up there because he literally gets pulled clean in half. There's yeah, and they're dragging his lower part everywhere. Yeah. yeah, everywhere. So that that is real pig intestine. They use yep. in that scene, mm-hmm. and when they were going to film that, they had the pig intestine stored on set. Well, the night before, the fridge it was in shot out. So, yeah, it was disgusting. So it was stagnant, hot, stink. Everybody on that set, I think they had like one shot to do it. Yeah. And uh, what's his name? Uh, Joseph Pilato just stuck with it. Like, I think he talked about afterwards having to throw up because like he had to fight just vomiting during while he was doing that. All of that. And all the extras had to do it, too. Yeah. In that one scene. Oh, oh it had to be that's, awful. That's just yeah. terrible. Yeah. So, yeah, so he gets torn clean in half, and I love that the zombies are dragging his his legs down the hallway, and the other, and then they all, and then you get the the shot of every like throughout the entire base as the different zombies are just having a feast, and there's this one zombie in the shadows. He's out in like the cave area, and he's sitting on a, it looks like a stack of pallets, and he's not. He looks like just a guy sitting on pallets, just kind of chilling there, just eating a turkey leg. This one shot, I was like, man, he doesn't look like a zombie right now. He just looks like a dude enjoying his lunch. Well, this is that's another shot that's actually in, in all three of the original in the original Romero trilogies. There's always like this, and there's like this long shot of just zombies just eating people in yep. all three of these movies. Yep. So the the three our three survivors make it to the top. They get to the helicopter, and you get another like jump scare where it's uh, Sarah getting on the on the helicopter and then she gets attacked. Yeah. But it, but then it like immediately cuts and she wakes up and she's on a beach and John and McDermott are fishing. And it's November 4th. Yep. So that whole series. So did the whole movie take place over four days? I don't know. Cause it doesn't specify how long they were on the Island. I no. would say at, at least a day or two. Well, just because but of a just... dream she had and it was marked off to the 31st. Yeah. So I don't know if that had anything to do with it. By the way, that beginning scene where she's locked in that room is like a like almost perfectly a perfect summary film. Yeah, like being locked in and then like the zombies getting in mm-hmm. very crudely, but I always like that. And yeah, but you never see anybody sleep, so you don't. No. You only don't only Miguel, <laughs> like, only that yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, because he got some extra assistance. But... Yeah, twice. And that is the <laughs> end. Oh yeah, twice. yeah. <laughs> of Day of the Dead. To be honest. I enjoyed, I gotta say, I did enjoy watching it. I, I think I probably would watch it again, not in the same way I watched it before. It took me like three hours to watch this movie because of internet issues. So that is episode one of our Spooktober reviews. Next week, we are going to be switching it up as we are going to be talking about one of, it's it's Angela's favorite it's one of my favorites. I love this movie. I've seen this movie way too many times. Beetlejuice with Michael Keaton. I cannot wait to rewatch this movie for the thousandth time. And a and, special surprise. And a special surprise. And we're not going to tell you what that surprise is. You'll just have to tune in next week. I'll be here. <laughs> Dan, That's all I say. Dan will be here. <laughs> Thank you for sitting through my movie. I, I'm, I'm kind of indifferent to you. At least it wasn't a terrible movie. We could have watched the... Uh, the living, the what was it? The Living Dead at Manchester Morgue, Morgue with the boob scene. I was like, okay, just what? 
Okay, so there's a zombie. I gotta talk about this. Okay, so there's a zombie movie. It's it's a British zombie movie, 1973 or two. And like it's real mundane. I was like, this is gonna be like a hokey, like crappy zombie movie. And like once the violence starts, it's like stupid hyper violent, and there's a scene where a woman gets attacked. And I'll note there's no nudity in this movie. Uh Day of the Dead, by the way. No, which I thought was zero classy. Like I'm fine with titties being in movies, but I thought it was classy that being an R-rated movie or an unrated movie, they didn't go that way. I feel like because anyway, she was the because she was like the the lead actress or the lead yeah. character, like I feel like it just didn't make sense. Exactly. But there's a scene in this other movie, Living Dead, uh, Man- Manchester Morgue, where this woman gets attacked and by zombies and her clothes get ripped off and they literally just like, like rip her boob off. Just like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay. It's like Velcro. Like, yeah. that's how it works. Like, oh okay. Interesting. <laughs> I wasn't expecting it when I watched it either. So. <laughs> oh, and uh, one last trivia th- that I didn't mention is uh, th- this wasn't the only zombie movie that came out in 1985. And not the only movie... Return of the Living Dead. Yes, which is by the other one of the other guys that helped create the original Night of the Living mm-hmm. Dead, but he wanted to do his own version of it. Which Return of the Living Dead is actually is actually pretty good. I like Return of the Living Dead. Just they quickly go downhill. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good trivia. So I want to thank everybody for watching this episode. This was a lot of fun to talk about. Like I said, this is my first time watching it. Angela's first time watching it, and it was it it was an interesting interesting movie. You know, it was definitely felt like an 80s movie. The like I said, if you want to watch some really cool kills and really cool effects, watch this movie. It's a it's kind of a a slow burn in certain spots, but I feel the end is very satisfying. I want to say one more thing. I was talking to Angela about this. It's my last thing on it. This movie, if you took this movie and made it like I literally you could take this movie and make it now and you wouldn't know the difference. Because I don't feel, feel there's anything in this film that dates itself. I mean, you could even say the dialogue or just not even counting the music, but like there's nothing specifically in it that just feels like obviously it's an 80s movie, but like that says screams, this is a 1980s film. Mm-hmm. Because literally there's no specific technologies. They said the only time they bring up something specific is technology from World War II, but they're in that bunker. I don't feel there's anything. You could literally take this movie, recast it with different people, shot for shot, and it, nobody would, you wouldn't know. Like it wouldn't feel like dialogue for dialogue about any, they don't talk about any significant events. No, nothing or anything like that. Nope. Anyway, I love the movie. This was, this was more enjoyable than I expected it to be. So good, good (laughs) pick. A lot of optimism, not a lot of optimism here. (laughs) (laughs) So make sure to uh, visit the YouTube channel drop a like a comment and hit that subscribe button so we can hit that 100 subscribers so we can get our URL so it's easier for you to find the YouTube channel. Also, make sure to listen to the show on podcast services. We're available on Google Podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. I guess they're the same thing. And Podbean. So make sure to go check that out. Uh, Leave some reviews on the podcast services if you can. Tell us how we're doing. Also, we have an email. If you want to send us some oh. ideas on future shows, that is at dissectthatfilm at gmail.com. Send us. Ooh, we have an email. Yes, That's we exciting. do. Yeah. So send us your ideas on what shows you'd like to see in the future. Uh, we pretty much have most of the rest of the year planned out, uh, but for next year and for future episodes going into 2022, if you guys have ideas for one-offs or franchises you'd like to see us review, 
let us know. Yes, let us know all the things. All the things. Also, if you are interested in possibly being on the show as well, if there's a movie that, you know, one of somebody wants to be on the show and talk about that movie, we we would love to have other guests on here. Uh, we've had guests on the show before. Did Dan and Angela were get were formerly guests of the show, and now they are permanent hosts. So, um, it's been that a journey, you, guys. You, it doesn't mean you get our spot. No, right? no, just no. <laughs> just gonna be guests. It'll be gladiator style. Yeah, like, just like, <laughs> fight it out. <laughs> Survivor gets to be the next host or permanent host. But yet every again, six months. Yeah. yeah. You cycled out. Yeah. But again, thank you so much for listening um, and making the show what it is and I'm having a blast doing it. I've been getting a lot of uh, a lot of traffic through the podcast services, which I want to thank everybody who listens to it through the podcast services because it is very convenient. I do it um, a lot. It's, you know, I probably shouldn't say, it, but it's very rarely that I watch a, a podcast on YouTube. But a lot of people, some people like to see the visuals because there are things yeah. that might happen in a podcast that you're not going to be able to interpret while you're listening to it without the that visual so it's always cool so yeah so make sure um even if you don't watch it all the time just drop us that sub so we can get that url i want that url people yeah. and there's going to be other oh. videos that we're going to be putting on the channel as well some smaller uh reviews on movies uh like new release movies um there are i know that hbo max is still doing their you know, they release their movies on the platform the same time they release them in theater. So maybe there'll be some movies in the future that we do smaller reviews on. Um, also, there are shows coming out that I would love to review on this channel. And since it's Spooktober, there is a show that I am very excited is coming up this month. And that is the Chucky TV series coming out on Sci-Fi October, oh, October 16th. So I would love to do some small reviews on Chucky. And I know there is somebody... Uh, part of this community that uh, would most likely want to be on this show talking about it too. So that could be in the future. I'm going to keep going and this episode is going to be really long. So, and, and in order, and in order for me to not have to suffer through 10 hours of editing an episode, I'm going to, we're going to stop right here. Thank you, everybody. Make sure to do all the liking, the subscribing and commenting. You know what to do. We'll see you all next week with some Beetlejuice. Get excited. See you Me all too. later. Bye. Bye.